0: All right, we got Lawyer Talk Blitz Wednesday. So back to free phone-in legal advice with the Blitz over at Randy and Loper. Uh, It's been a couple of weeks because of holidays and some other technological snafus. I can't say that's on our end, though. Uh, But anyway, we're about to interface with the Blitz, answer all the legal questions that are coming their way, and then afterward we'll give a little discussion about the legal questions that have come our way. So stay tuned.
1: Dial 821-9970. If you need free legal advice on Loper and Randy, better call Steve. Prettier
2: than a peacock bass, ladies and gentlemen. It's Steve Palmer. Good morning. Sorry, I was really looking to go peacock bass fishing with you and Rick eventually. Are you in
0: on that? Uh, I'll go peacock. I don't know what a peacock bass is, but I'm in.
2: Oh, you got to look this up, man. Oh, they're unreal. Yeah. I want to take you guys down to, uh, you know, uh, we're getting ready to uh, go home to South Florida. And so, you know, there's some things that I'm looking up online and I'm just thinking, man, there's places I'd like to take some of my friends in Columbus where I'm from. You know, Lake Ida, peacock bass fishing. One of my favorites, man. A beautiful bass too. You know, it's a beautiful bass, the peacock bass.
3: Yeah. And Steve, imagine a smallmouth bass that weighs 25 pounds and fights 10
2: times as hard.
0: Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a fun little uh, adventure. (laughs)
2: Does anybody ever come in and explain their ex-wife like that when they're looking for a divorce, Steve? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, just imagine a smallmouth bass and think of my ex-wife. Yeah, no, I've never I've never actually heard that analogy, but I'm sure there are some domestic relations lawyers that have.
2: Let's go here to uh, our friend that we haven't heard from in a while, uh, a friend of the show. It's Biff. Hey, Biff. And he has a public urination question. Uh, Biff, happy holidays, man. You're on with Steve
0: Palmer.
4: Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, hi, Steve. How are you?
0: I'm doing great
4: um so I'm in a bit of a pickle um Thanksgiving Day I was cited for public urination uh I was caught topping off my ex-wife's gas tank in her mother's driveway oh dang what
3: you were filling the gas tank
4: wait I don't Uh, understand public urination topping topping it off with unleaded I'm curious to know what the legal ramifications are from
2: this? I'm just curious yeah. how you actually got it into the hole because now you have to have those special.
0: Well, you, you know the size cans. matters. Yeah, so right.
2: confused.
5: Wait, did you urinate I, I, in it, or were you just do putting gas in it?
4: I have a very thick, frothy stream. It's I, very. Yeah. No, he
2: was urinating. So, name so name. he really and did gas, that. Yeah. So sense. what? If you get caught, how, how can this negatively affect someone, Steve?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, if somebody's actually doing that, if they're actually trying to urinate in somebody else's uh, gas tank, there's probably a few things going on. One, it might just be something like public indecency. So if you are uh, if you are exposing yourself while doing that, then uh, that's one problem. The other problem would have to do with the destruction of the property and how much damage was done. Uh, it could range anything or from anything to vandalism to maybe criminal mischief. Uh, and the extent of the damage may actually dictate the extent of the criminal responsibility up to even felony levels. So I would suggest not a great, uh, not a great idea to get back at the old X by doing that. But I suppose. Can it's you good.
2: imagine catching a felony for, for oh. being in your wife's mother's car? I
4: mean, it's so the- how it happened because I was caught in the act by a local sheriff <laughs> and he kind of like stopped me. Mainstream oh, come of what on. I'm doing and I kind of had to like, Explain my actions.
2: You so know, you already
5: gave off the, yeah, the so, info. Yeah, you know,
2: so you're already in trouble.
0: Yeah, so here you would just want to exercise your right to remain silent.
2: Silent. <laughs> Hindsight being 2020, uh, though, you know. Hey, what are you gonna do? What, hey,
4: what's that? What kind of trouble can I? What kind of trouble am I in? And can I beat this?
0: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not even gonna touch. Can you beat this? But if you are uh, <laughs> possibly, possibly, uh, you're in misdemeanor trouble. Uh, it or you're certainly in misdemeanor trouble, possibly felony trouble, I guess. So, like all these types of problems, it is something we can handle for you. 614 224 6142.
2: All right, brother. Hey, good luck, Biff. Always, Thank always you. fun to hear from you.
5: Yeah, I can't Thank believe you, it. I wait. What's the worst thing your ex did to you?
4: Um, <laughs> I don't know. she made fun of my weight a lot. I got picked on hey, a lot Biff, as a I'm kid, sorry. and she knew that. Oh, uh,
6: her. Oh,
2: she's a bully. Dude, she would go for the thing that hurt you the most.
4: Wait, hang on. Where's her car like, located? <laughs> yeah, right.
2: That's Kelly's after her. I don't know if you can get the angle, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she All can right. try. <laughs> See you, Bev. Hey, Ryan, you're on with Steve Palmer. It's Loper and Randy.
3: Hi, how are you?
2: Good, buddy. What's your question?
3: Good. So, Okay, so I'm 42 years old now. And back when I was 19, 18, 19 years old, um, I got a grand theft auto, a forgery, a receiving stolen property. And, uh, basically, you know, I'm 42 now and I'm still, I'm still feeling the consequences of those actions. So I've been told several different things about how to get your record expense in the state of Ohio. I've been told that you can only do one case at a time. I've been told that you can combine everything. I don't really know who to believe or what to believe. So I would really like to know, I mean, I know with the proper funds and jurisdictions or whatever and such, but I would like to know what. You know what the real deal is with doing that at this time in my life you know I'd like to get everything cleared
0: up yeah well I mean look you've ta- you're talking to the real deal here I can I, we can certainly help you work through the problem the first issue is what is on your record and uh, then we have to decide are you eligible to have your record sealed mostly in Ohio unless you're in juvenile court or there's something else very unique going on you talk about sealing your records not expunging them and the process basically works this, this way you figure out your eligibility uh, if all these cases occurred in one single incident uh, then it would be a single filing at the same time. If they're in different courts or different times, uh, that may impact whether you're eligible to have your record sealed. Um, but it it okay, doesn't. It
3: was, it was... Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it was just the one uh, county, two different cases. All right, close so, together though.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah. you are probably eligible based on what you're telling me to have your record sealed. And here's how this works. There's usually a filing fee. You have to file an application or a motion to have your record sealed in the court where it happened. Uh, The court then uh, conducts a background check to make sure that you're eligible. Uh, And then if you are, the the ultimate test is in court at a hearing, the judge has to decide whether the government's or the state's interest in having the records maintained outweigh your interest in having them sealed. Now, your interest, well, we would point to things like uh, I couldn't get this job or uh, I was deprived of this opportunity because of my felony record. And uh, and then obviously there is sort of the good guy part of it, meaning you haven't been in trouble. You've sort of put all this behind you, and this is obviously more than 20 years ago. So uh, more than happy to help you with it, man. Give us a shout, 614-224-6142. Look us up at OhioLegalDefense.com.
2: Hey, definitely get a hold of them. If, uh, if you need that number, Ryan, you want me to put you on hold to get it? Sure. Thank you. Okay,
0: cool. Hang on a I have one
5: via text. Uh, Hey, good morning, gang. I have a question for Steve regarding some really trashy neighbors I have. Oh, man. They have a beat up old car parked in front of my house that hasn't moved in three weeks. What can I do about it? How long should I wait before I call the police or whoever to come out and handle this? Thank you for any advice you can share.
0: All right. I'm guessing from uh, the the context here that we don't know who owns the car. And uh, you know Believe it or not, this has actually happened to me before. I used to live downtown when I was in law school back in the 90s, and uh, that happened to me. Right in front of my house, there was this monster sort of half-abandoned truck that would stay there for weeks and weeks. And eventually, I just called the Columbus police, and they came and, and ran the plates or did whatever, and, and they, I think they ended up towing it. I don't remember. Uh, but How I, weird
2: is that Like when you live in a downtown area and somebody just comes and parks in front of your house? Or I guess anywhere, somebody parks in front of your house, even if they're allowed to. It's a little bit of a fence that you have, like right away. You're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. And you're nice. like, okay, anyone can park here, but you chose to park in front of my house. Okay, my eyes are on you.
0: Yeah, this is my turf. So if 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 it's abandoned, <laughs> right? if it's abandoned, <laughs> I, I think the police might uh, do a little bit of exploring there. I would start with whatever neighborhood you probably. I, I, I'm assuming this is in uh, one of the suburbs, so I would start with that police department. If it's not, then start with the county sheriff, or if it's in the city of Columbus, you can call them and and see what they have to say about it. Uh, I don't have any magic answer here. Just, uh, I would call the authorities and see if something can be done. Uh, I think when I was downtown, there were, you know, parking was a premium, man. If you didn't have a garage, uh, you, you wanted to get that spot in front of your house, but then they started to oh, sell yeah. the permits. So it was like permit a is required between certain times. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know where they, where this person lives or what would apply, but start with the police and see what happens.
2: What does something like that cost to get a permit to park on the street downtown?
0: It was cheap. I think it was, it was more of the uh, sort of the pain in the backside factor. You just had to get it. It was like 20 bucks, I think. Exactly. back. Then. It might be more now. I have no idea.
2: All right. Steve Palmer on with us right now. We're getting some text messages at 99, 700.
5: Yeah, they said a Steve Palmer question here. I was convicted of a felony in 2014 in Franklin County. Mm-hmm. In 2018, I had my record sealed since Ohio doesn't do expungements. I'm curious if I can now legally carry, possess, purchase a gun. I've been given the runaround on an answer just looking for a yes or no. Oh,
0: Steve. Yeah, see, the worst thing you could possibly do is call a lawyer and look for a yes or no answer. Like, we're never going to give you a yes or no answer. It's never going to happen. It's it's The answer is it all depends. Uh, yeah. I, it all depends on what else is on this individual's record. So if there's something else on their record, Um, that is not a felony, say, maybe a domestic violence uh, that involved a family or household member, that would be a separate exclusion to have a a firearm. But generally speaking, and I qualify this with that generally speaking uh if your records are sealed uh i think you're going to be able to go get a firearm and the best way to test it is just to go try go see if you pass a background check now you may end up with um, does that
2: work, Steve? you go to the store and they do a background check like live while you're there or do you have to leave uh
0: no they do it while you're there now sometimes they make you wait or sometimes you get held up or uh they have to let you know or there's other problems but uh You know, this is one of those questions that I would love to talk this through in private with this individual and, uh, you know, I encourage them to call me 614-224-6142. Again, com. You can shoot me an email there too, but uh, I can talk through it and we can figure out the exact answer. Uh, But generally getting your record sealed up is the, is a really, really big step in the right direction to getting your firearm rights restored. All
2: right. Well, Steve Palmer each and every week on this show, we appreciate it. Free legal advice, and we're going to get Ryan over to you. That's awesome. And if anybody has any uh, questions post-show, you can feel free to uh, send them to uh, us at loper at theblitz.com, or you can send them straight to Steve.
0: Yeah, just uh, it- just com. You look us up, the The web portal's right there. It'll give you a little interface. I, I don't know all the fancy language, but you'll figure it out. Or it's 614-224-6142. <laughs>
2: And Steve's over there rocking his podcast too. Uh, and everyone can listen to that and interact with you on there too.
0: Yeah. Check it out. Lawyer talk. Uh, it's at lawyer talkpodcast.com. And we have, uh, people can submit questions there. And usually what we do right after we're done here, we'll answer those.
2: All right, man. I, I believe we have what uh one Wednesday left, two Wednesdays.
0: One or uh, two Wednesdays. One? Yeah. Of the year. Yeah. Yes, how about that? Yeah.
2: Wow. Next week is it holiday what, what party do you, time. Yeah, what are you telling me? We have one person left over. We have a, after I just did the whole close, we have one person I just left. Called. Over. I was going to tell him to, what to, am I going to do? Leave him on hold. No. Of course not. Bring Joe onto the phone here. All right. All right. Uh, last call was Steve Palmer officially. Go ahead, ma'am.
6: Hey, uh, this is Joe. Um, I had a uh, question. I, um, I was getting to see my daughter, uh, for every other weekend for a little over a year. And, uh, Around uh, around Christmas it stopped, now she's using the excuse of COVID, obviously, Um, but I uh, pay child support now, and I was just wondering, for one, I'm a recovering drug addict, and I was wondering if I would absolutely need an attorney to have the best chance of getting visitation, uh, because... Uh, I do I do hold down a good job now and everything, and I've never been behind on my child support, so I was just wondering if I absolutely need an attorney to have the best chance.
0: Well, here again, you're going to get sort of the all-depends answer. If, if she is unwilling to agree to any sort of visitation, uh, then your best chance, obviously, is to get an attorney. You would want somebody who understands and knows... Uh, the ins and outs of domestic relations court. The the standard the court's going to apply if she's objecting is going to be what's in the best interest of the child. And uh, if the cut this could turn into a custody fight, so to speak. And you know they'll they'll appoint. Guardians or another attorney, whose job it is to represent your child and uh, and uh, voice what they believe is in the child's best interest. You know, I think courts like shared parenting. Courts like both parents in uh, the children's lives. And to the extent that you've got yourself back on track, to the extent that you're cleaned up and got a good job and have a good family or household, uh, I think you've got a very good shot of getting some visitation. You know, this is like this is like anything. It may start smaller and and grow, um, but you got to start somewhere. So. I would say this, if you, if you can afford it, then get yourself an attorney to help you in the process. It can only benefit you. If you can't afford it, it's not impossible to do it on your own, but uh, you asked me, what are your best chances? Your best chances are with a lawyer. Uh, I'd be happy to yeah. refer somebody to you. Just give me a shout.
2: Definitely suggest it, man. You know, and when it comes to your daughter, I can already tell, you know, the emotion in your voice, you've been through a lot, man, you know, stay clean though, man, yeah. you know, through everything else, you know, just stay, stay strong.
6: Oh, yeah. I, I ain't going to pick up no matter what. I got two and a half years, so great, I'm going turn back now. Good
2: awesome, job, man. Yeah, man. All right. Hey, uh, Steve Palmer, thank you so much, brother. And uh, thank you to Joe.
5: Eastside Dave said, that's my dude, Joe awesome man i love when you hear your own friends on the show it's pretty, it's cool
1: joe, joe. <laughs>
5: that's joe
2: <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen so we have uh these floats that we're going to give away all week long we gave one away today for Edgar and tomorrow we're going to give one away so tomorrow right around 7th
0: All right, so that was uh, the Blitz interface. It's going to be back on the air, man. It's been what two or three weeks since we've uh, been able to do that, just because of holidays and technical issues and everything else. But uh, uh, you know, there was that time in the shutdown period where it was all COVID, and we only heard that word once.
1: That was at the very end there, with the with with the the, the child, uh, the visitation the one. visitations.
0: Yeah, but yeah. it was
1: good. There was no riot questions. There was no COVID questions. Yeah. There were just urination questions.
0: Just urination questions from Biff. Uh but you know, we I think as always we provided the best answers possible. You know, the the funny thing is I had that question when I was unable to link up with the blitz last week. I took our questions on the uh Lawyer Talk podcast webpage and somebody asked about getting your record sealed or expunged in juvenile court. Uh so that's twice. It seems like that's that's going to come up more and more probably as people apply for jobs in the new era here of unemployment. Or is all their benefits are running out, have the have unemployment benefits run out yet? I don't know. Yes. Close, yeah. at least. Uh-oh, who's that?
1: That's Mr.
0: Jason Banks. Yeah, we got Jason Banks. So this is- Tick a, million. A tick tick million banks. This is Jason Banks from the star, or one of the stars yeah. anyway, of comedians on South High, as well as a stand-up touring comedian when COVID isn't locking everybody down and preventing you from earning a living.
7: No, you're right. I'm the only star. Of comedians on South High. You're the, high. I, have, I, have the I have two other comedians on there. Not important, but. We don't even use their names. No, I don't. I'm not going to shout them out like that. First of all, one didn't show up to the last podcast. so There's no call, that. no show, right? No, that's, yeah, you'd be fired if you worked at Target for that.
0: Yeah, Target, that's a fight. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, so absolutely. on your podcast, he just doesn't get a shout out. Yeah, no, not <laughs> right, at all. So he's not getting fired.
7: But I'm more, I'm more impressed by this. Is Biff, Is this? is this like a,
0: is this a real person? So Biff is a real person. I know Biff. It's um, <laughs> like, I, I know Biff. I know Biff. I wanted to ask Biff, how did you
1: make it there? It's not like he woke up at his ex's house. So he had to be like, you know what, I gotta pee. I gotta pee, and I'm gonna get my car and dr- because I mean, where does
7: he live? That how did he just randomly have to pee next to this car? What if she lives real far away? Like, what if she's like five and a half hours away? He's like, I'd hold it in. <laughs> well, you,
0: you, so you have to time it. You go, you you urinate, get in the car, and then stop and get some Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, you can and drink a bunch on the way. Yeah, yeah, and, and then time if, you, it.
7: if you have to stop, you can stop again. You just have to after so long, you say, okay, I got two hours left. I can't pee anymore. I just knew when he said his name was Biff, I knew he did something stupid. I've never heard anybody name their parents Biff in my life. That's why when they said we got Biff on the phone, I said to myself, he probably peed on someone's car or something. That no, was right.
0: I will say I know Biff, and I will say it is not his real name. Oh, okay, Sorry, although Biff. it is a stage name. You know about stage names?
7: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't know he was a. No, he's not. He never... <laughs> I didn't know he was anything. he's anything. Just, he's just a guy. He just grabbed the stage name for himself. Hey, I'm a Biff.
0: He just calls himself Biff. Like every now and then, people just do that. They just adopt a different name, and it it fits. Hey, I am Biff. I know one
7: Biff, and you guys wouldn't even get this reference, and you're older than me, so you should. But there was a uh, movie called Moonwalker.
0: See, My, when you mention movie and Biff, don't you think Back to the Future? Back to the Future verse came. No, never, yeah, even, Moonwalker. never even seen.
7: Listen, I, I'm trying to remember. I haven't Moonwalker. seen classic movies, and ba- and Back to the Future is one I have not seen. You
1: haven't seen Back to the Future. No,
7: I I, I, I put it on the beginning. I know at the beginning, there's like a lot of clocks in in this room that's yeah. going off. I barely make it past that every time. Like I'll go through like Netflix. Like, hey, look, it's Back to the Future. This is supposed to be good. I should probably check this out. Barely make it through. It's hard to watch old movies. Do you ever try to watch like I never seen a uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: See, these aren't old movies to me.
7: Uh, to me, I See, mean, to old me movies like,
0: are black and white from the forties and fifties, and like maybe Casablanca. Well, I think that's a probably 30s. Yeah, I, I find that, no, is easy. that early 40s or late 30s. I away?
7: find that easier to watch because I'm like, I, I can watch like old Twilight Zones. I can watch. I started watching like the uh, Andy Griffith show the other day. I was like, this is pretty good.
0: <laughs> Andy Griffith show is awesome. <laughs> (laughs) Until they got rid of, uh, until uh, they got rid of Barney. Oh, they got rid of him so far along. Yeah, Barney. Barney left, and then they. uh, Who was the drunk? uh, I don't remember them. Ernest T. Bass. Ernest T. Bass uh, got sober, and then it really sucked.
7: Oh, I'm just watching random episodes.
0: Yeah, you gotta start the beginning, man. I'm
7: sorry. Moonwalker is the first like Michael Jackson movie where like he's he's and there's this whole movie about it. He's his videos are throughout the movie, but there's this whole little thing, and then at one point. These little characters. There's these two little chubby boys and his name was Biff. I don't know the brother's name. And that's the only time I heard the name Biff until today.
0: You I I you need to watch Back to the Future. Back, Who's Back Biff in Back to the Future? Which one's Biff? He's a pretty big character.
7: Oh, oh, okay. I think I might he's like uh, Like a chubby or white guy, right?
0: He's he's a big beefy guy, and he's the bully. He's a big beef.
7: I feel like I might have seen seen that scene. You would
0: like you would like back to. I would think that you
1: would see. I loved like I mean I went and saw in the theater I I remember it's like to be continued. There's gonna be another one. It's like oh my god. And I remember watching part two. When I'm watching part two, I was thinking, oh my god, this was going on when I was watching part one, but I didn't know it. Yeah. Because it's behind the scene. Because it's the same. I say it's confusing. It's you know it's, it's 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 whimsical.
0: It is uh, it's it's it is whimsical, but there's a lot of it's it's packed full of stuff. That's there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in there as far as history goes, as far as uh, like the contemplation of time travel, and what would change and what wouldn't change, and then it's just funny. I mean, it's like like if we we had
1: the time machine, would our Biff go back in time and not fill up his ex's year? You know. Gas tank.
0: I would I would assume that uh, I would assume that it would go the same way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean it's it's probably not a good idea. I, I guess if I'm giving legal advice in that scenario, just don't do it. Don't do it. <clears throat> now, I remember in uh, Duke's a hazard, uh, there was an episode where people were putting sugar in, in gas tanks. And that that's bad for the car. Yes,
7: yeah, so I and I and I heard that like the car would blow up, right? So I what it really means is it just like kills the car. But I thought like the car would blow up. And when I was little, this girl was mad at another girl for flirting with a guy, and we were at a bowling alley. And she went out, and she was putting sugar in her tank. And I'm scared the whole time. I'm like, this girl gonna go outside, oh, and God, this cars car is, blow is gonna <laughs> blow up. I think I left early. I
0: didn't want to see it. No, if, you put, <laughs> if you put like a match or something in the tank,
1: yeah, yeah yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. You now no, like, I uh, seen that. Uh, you remember old MythBusters? Yeah. I, they, uh, you got to put a lot of sugar in a tank, and it has to dissolve and run through to gunk it up.
7: They they, they, kinda, yeah, yeah.
1: they they kind of they they are they they bunked it, but I want to say that they did something like I think it was copper. If you put copper into a tank, that yeah. could uh, that could that could mess it up to where it sees it. I don't know if it'd zinc it or something. I don't know. It, what it, what you're really doing is you're going to cl- clog the fuel lines.
0: Now I've had. Uh, have you ever put two cycle in a four cycle or four cycle in a two cycle? You get a lawnmower, or a weed eater, or something. You, yeah. I've, I've screwed that up before and had to dump it out and clean it all out and fix it. My my dad one time said he couldn't start the. I don't know what it was, the snowblower or something. I had given him a snowblower, and he couldn't start it. And I looked at what he put in, and it was the wrong gas. And I was like, yeah, you got a problem now, man. Yeah. Um, it, if, you, if you really try it, it can ruin it, I think. And then diesel in a... No good. I had a... That's uh, no good. I had a John Deere Gator that was diesel, and I always was worried about somebody screwing up. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't want to put diesel in a regular car or regular in a diesel. All bad. But... Anyway, we got the, the good legal questions cooking. You know, the holidays are coming. Ordinarily, this is like busy season. This is like what? I, I imagine over at the uh, comedy clubs, it's the time when uh, there's big shows coming in, holiday season, uh, people packed in, uh, socially crammed.
7: Absolutely. I mean, because I, I guess the summer, you'd think the summer would be good, but the summer sucks. Everybody wants to go outside and have fun. So right when it starts to get cold and the fall is kind of ending, yeah, this okay. kind of starts to pick up and... It's it's horrible because I don't want to travel during the snow during the cold. I want to travel when it's nice out. But no, I'm always like I'm always getting shows like, hey, do you want to come to Virginia Beach in January? Like it's like oh, no, I don't I want to
0: go in June, right? <laughs> I'm go well, parties hopping. And I I don't drink. I don't drink at all anymore. But I remember in the winter, man, that was the time you wanted to pack into a nice warm pub and mm-hmm. and and. That's when you'd want to see the comedy act. That's when you'd want to go see the band at the in the club or something.
1: Yeah, it gets dark early. It's dark at five o'clock. Cozy. You're ready to go out. You're ready to yeah.
0: Whiskey. Yeah.
1: Good. Guinness. Whiskey. I mean, yeah, exactly. Because during the summer you want to go to a patio, you wanna to go to volleyball. You wanna go Party out. It you, up, it's yeah. gets cold, man. Let's pack it in. Let's go laugh. Are you a volleyball player? No, I'm not a volleyball oh. player. Are you a vo- you're tall?
0: No. i just mean, I have played, like, I didn't know I'm
1: just talking, you know, outside business yeah, 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 in got summer.
0: You. Now in fifth grade. My class team, we were champion volleyballers. Yeah. Until the last game, we were we were the best team by far, and we we got beat. We got beat by an inferior squad.
7: Is this is this like uh, an actual? This is
0: actually true. So I was in Mrs. Ro- this was Mrs. Ross's fifth grade class. I was in it, and Mrs. Churchill's fifth grade class beat us.
7: Oh, okay.
0: I've never forgotten that loss, man. <laughs> I take it. I, I I've taken that with me. And now I'm 50, and I remember this. I don't know how old I was in fifth. What is it? I'd probably be uh, 11 or something. You like
7: that. You just brought it down to me when you didn't give them real team names. Like I thought you're gonna be like, we were the Warriors, and we got beat by the Blackhawks. you no. were like, we got beat by Mrs. Churchill's uh, class. Yes. <laughs> and that just brought. I like. I thought you guys were like some amazing.
0: No, no, no. This was like the uh, the there was like four or five fifth grade classes. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we all had a little tournament. we That's were the, We were the by far the best team. I, I will say that. But yeah. On any given day, I guess you could lose a volleyball game in You's, fifth grade.
7: <laughs> you still mad about that. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> any I carry, given day, I, I carry this. Obviously, to the group. they don't go by the rules when you're in school. You know what I mean? Sometimes, if the ball goes out of bounds, they don't care about that. They'll give the other team a point anyway. But I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no recourse in fifth grade. Like mm-hmm. you don't get to argue with the principal. I mean, the whole the whole school is watching. You know. they brought the people in. The and, replay? And oh yeah, that, or at least the re- other fifth grade class is probably not the whole.
7: school. Oh, that's but. that was cool. Uh, yeah, now I feel bad. Because that, that does it suck. It's humiliating, Yeah, man. they it's brought the whole school in for We're that. You're
0: supposed to be the best and you lose. I mean, there's nothing like losing to the underdog. Yeah. It sucks. Speaking of underdogs, Michigan has uh, canceled <laughs> their game.
7: I see that. Well, I heard that. My wife told me that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that's not good. that's not good at all. So now there's a question about whether Ohio State can even make the Big Ten playoff. I'll bet they come up with some way they can. But uh, another casualty of COVID. Sort of like your comedy.
7: Do we think it's a casualty of COVID or do we think Michigan just realizes if they cancel that game, Ohio State can't make it in? That just seems convenient. like some stuff Michigan would do.
0: It's awful convenient, that's for sure. Right. And there was talk of that. There was talk of uh, on another in the ACC of uh, them canceling their playoff game. So I guess uh, for this year, I don't know if it's all forever, but Notre Dame apparently is now in the ACC and they got to play Clemson again. Um, and I guess the, I don't know if it's permanent or if it's just because of COVID and they needed games. But uh, there was, like, this hinting around if they canceled their their championship game, they could avoid a loss and then put two teams in the playoff, Notre Dame and Clemson. Uh, And then, uh, you know, one of those guys And the SEC was saying, well, screw that, we'll just do the same thing. And then, aha, we got you. But anyway. That's crazy. uh, None of this has anything to do with the free phone and legal advice over at the Blitz. Well,
1: it sure does, because without that game, there's going to be less public urination.
0: Well, I guess that is true, you know. (laughs) I
1: mean, think about that. Think about the games.
0: You know, I am in the business of trouble. Yes. And trouble comes with fun.
1: The Ohio State University football games.
0: You know, you, you have 100,000 people descend upon campus. I'm talking like more people than are already there and then get drunk and party and do all the stuff. Uh, they get in trouble, man. They burn car or turn over cars, burn dumpsters and, you know, do all the, do all the good stuff. None of that's going to happen.
1: But even if it does, you can do it. Yeah, well, it's like, I mean, you know, what? here's what's crazy is that uh, I don't know if I told you this story, but uh, one of my employees, her boyfriend uh, gets pulled over, right? And he works out in Powell, Ohio, and uh, he's a manager of a of a, of a restaurant, and uh, he's leaving there. Gets pulled over, and he's like, ah, why am I getting pulled over? And he's like, well, your license is suspended. Well, why is my license suspended? Well, you don't have any car insurance. He's like, what do you mean? And he shows them the thing. He's like, yeah, this is expired three months ago. So now they're trying to figure out to me, like, oh, well, I, I'd switched my car insurance company and the auto pay evidently wasn't working. Because whenever, whenever I got the call, I was like this. I was like, oh, this is an easy problem. If you switch it, just bring in proof of insurance. Yeah. But do you have the proof of the last three months of insurance? Well, it was supposed to get on the auto pay. But needless to say, so this officer pulls this young man over. His license is not valid, right? He has no insurance. Now, normally, what they would do is this. You're going to have to get out of the car. We're towing this. And then they would tow it, and then it would sit there, and they'd rack up every day, every day. Cha-ching, and cha-ching, you can't cha-ching. drive cha-ching. it out of there until you can prove that you've got insurance. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> until you can get insurance and you don't have a driver's license because, and I guess he went to Worthington, and they were saying it was like a $1,300 reinstatement fee, mm. which I thought was kind of high. It depends. But he said $1,300 reinstatement fee, and you need the insurance, but the officer did tell him this. I just wanted to let you know. There's really nothing I can do about it. Yeah, there was a time. So, so it, it, a non-valid license, no insurance. Cop just pulled him over to tell him, "Hey, he was like, I don't know, you know, I mean, some place might tell your car. Yeah. We uh, we can't do anything about this right now. So that crime right there is not considered. They because of the COVID, they cannot do anything of it. And I was like, man. Uh, normally th- they would not let you leave
0: yeah I mean here's here's the thing there was a time where you couldn't where the Bureau of Motor Vehicles just you couldn't reinstate your license or there was uh, they were closed or you couldn't get in and all the satellites were and they just put a moratorium on it and it sounds like this is still going on and, and then there's a there was an edict I suppose from the Columbus powers that be that say don't no more nonviolent offense we're not charging we're not gonna charge people with crimes And uh, you know that's not good in my line of work, obviously, because I do make a living off helping people who are charged with crimes. So, is it good for society that nobody's getting charged with crimes? Well, I would think that's only if they're not committing crimes. But if they're committing crimes and not getting charged with crimes, I think that's bad. It's a lot easier to commit the crimes right now. I have no comment on that. I am, you know, I'm just saying what uh, I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got got a friend that got the
1: engine stolen from. I don't know if we brought this up on another show. Yeah, we've got proof Mm -hmm. of who stole it. And the guy's on parole. Right, before we go And there, we go me. to the
0: parole officer. They're like, yeah, nothing we can really do about that. Yeah. Before we go there, let, let me, let me finish. Because there was a lawyer talk question that came through. Somebody asked me uh, on the lawyer talk podcast. It was on my notes today to uh, discuss this. And it was really what happened to your buddy. It was uh, they got driving privileges on a DUI. So they got pulled over for drinking and driving, charged, convicted, or uh, convicted of something and uh, their license is suspended they are allowed to drive to and from work during work as needed and then some extra stuff like uh, to take grandma to the doctor or go to the dentist or whatever Um, and it was a good question he has asked uh, does that mean they can just pull me over anytime and 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 check because i'm suspended well i mean your case is case in point so if you're this used to be this used to happen all the time in covid days i don't know anymore but if you're if a cop is behind you and you've got a suspended driver's license and you're even driving um, uh, with a with privileges uh, they can pull you over and check you out and uh, the courts have said that that's good enough ordinarily they got to have a good reason to stop you but just running your plates in a suspended driver uh, is good enough to stop the car and this comes up say you're driving my car I've got a suspended license but you're driving and it's happened before where you get pulled over only because you're driving my car and the courts have said that's okay too so, generally speaking, yes. My advice: make sure you're not driving outside your privileges.
1: Yeah, you're supposed to have a log. You're supposed to have like write have written yeah. down where, where you went, when you stopped, when you left the house.
0: Yeah, there's. I tell people to keep or a log. So I've been told. Now you have to have. <laughs> it's it's easier now. I just say, look, man, keep a copy of your calendar from work because most people. I ask my son now, when do you work? He goes, I don't know. I have to look it up. Or where's you look it up? I don't. I can't look it up because I don't have my phone. My pat. I'm just like. All right, son. How, what do we need to do to figure out when you have to go to work next? Because if it's right now, you're missing it. And mm-hmm. oh, I know it's not now. Right. Well, how? How do you know well, that? Yeah. Anyway, so most people can just look it up on their on their phone now. So uh, that's that. Now, anyway, we're turning to this was your buddy's case. You got a motor stolen. Oh yeah, Norm. We've had him on the show before. Yeah. Like, I, I still think
1: we should have him on tell the whole story. We
0: should, but we'll just tease it. The
1: well, point. The point we're making is the the point we're making is is that. Uh, I don't even know how to, how do do I tease it?
0: Here's the point we're making. We're discussing right now that there is a lack of enforcement out there on criminal activity because of COVID. And that may be because of COVID. It might be for other reasons uh, we don't need to go into, but uh, there is a lack, actually, you know, maybe we should. Anyway, there's a lack of enforcement, and that means that when you have like a $100,000 motor stolen from you and you want the cops to get involved and find the damn thing, it's difficult. And you're like, Whoa. and then
1: when you find it, and you find the postings of the young man selling the stolen property, like got it right here, man. And uh, but the the problem with this is where we're going is that he stole from other people. He stole some, from some mm-hmm. horse people, and the horse people know, and uh, they're getting frustrated with law enforcement, and so they're like, and the horse people, I mean, they're horse people, bro. Here's what I you mean, get
0: into: you get into the vigilante justice. They're not,
1: they're not polo shirt wearing horse people,
0: and it is not good for anybody. This is no. the problem. So. If anybody thinks that you can just call off enforcement and life is going to go on just fine, it's not going to work. Because then what happens is you have vigilante. You're not Jason's not old enough to remember this. Remember the, the Guardian Angels? It was these dudes who would. Like, the like that was like in New York, wasn't it? It was or like they New all York over. In L A. There's this whole group of dudes called the Guardian Angels, and they were like uh, these sort of you know dead Brays.
1: tough guys wearing to wear red Brays. Brays yep.
0: and camo stuff and like ja- and boots like leather boots with their pants tucked in, like it was like paramilitary. They were dudes. Militant. Yeah, and but they were good guys. And this was at a time when, for political reasons, I guess, there was high crime everywhere. And, like, you couldn't go to, the old ladies couldn't go to church without getting bugged on the corner to buy crack or whatever it would be. Uh, And then and all over. It was, like, in several big cities. So these guardian angels emerged, and their job was just to sort of keep the streets safe. And it's, like, it's not even discussed anymore. I mean, it's, like, the weirdest. Can you imagine just walking down your street and seeing, like, Civilian police officers. But they're not really police officers. They're there to help. They're there to
1: help (coughs) with their intimidations.
0: Uh, I don't know if they were actually arresting people. And I don't know what they would have done. I I never heard any stories of of guardian angels actually killing somebody or doing something. I mean, I'm sure they foiled crime. Or maybe it was just their presence was enough. I don't know. I was pretty young. That was back in probably the early 80s. Hmm. Late 70s, early 80s. 80s. And then uh, it all changed. There was a war on... War on crime, war on drugs. War on drugs. Yeah, just how are we doing know. on that? <laughs> we're winning. Uh, well, I mean, it seems like we're winning. The marijuana was just passed, uh, legalizing it out of the house. And Damn. there's a long way to go. There's but,
1: a long way to go there, and that's all a whole mess in and of it? itself. But it, it's not legalization; it's decriminalization. Yeah, it doesn't really even go far enough to help with, uh, with the with what's legal. It, the feds. It feds.
0: Yeah, it, 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 the I mean, it went
1: through the house, but it's 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 pretty flaky.
0: Like, like all things. I mean, it's, like it's, whatever
1: you sent over, I read through it, and it seems pretty flaky.
0: Yeah, it's it, it it needs a lot of. It, that's going to take some more time, and yeah, I, I don't think anybody's ready for that because, like all of government action, it probably is. It's probably going to be crappy, and it probably is going to be influenced by money. And who is going to sell the legal pot? Who's going to get that? It's, is it big pharmaceuticals? Is it going to be the it ain't gonna be Joe Farmer in Ohio. No. No. And uh or Michigan or wherever people are growing it. So it's yeah. gonna it's not gonna change. it's it, there's a there's a long way to go there. So
1: But it's a start. I mean it's, it's coming around.
0: It's a start. And there was uh yeah, so I mean it like anything, it's gonna take some time.
7: It's gonna be like coffee, man. You can be like, I need some Columbia weed. Just you know, <laughs> I always thought it was weird that in the beginning they were just kinda like, you know what? You Can't smoke any weed, like how long ago was it like you couldn't smoke any weed? Then, after so long, they were like, You know what? You can smoke if you have a medical issue, and now they're just kind of like, Do y'all want to smoke? <laughs> like, you want to yeah. get together later around five o'clock and just blaze us up real quick?
0: Yeah, you- we'll just have at it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting how well, it, it, there's a couple things. I mean, you can use it, it people don't care anymore, but I think it's because you know all the old folks who were dead against it are sort of moved on they're on either dead or on to other things
7: but then then the state pass, like more than just weed like is this Oregon
1: yeah Oregon once again they decriminalized uh small amounts of drugs from and heroin drugs. meth cocaine yeah
7: you can just so you can't sell it you could just be walking down the street if with you crack you If you get caught you. with it they're not going to bust you they're just going to like, put that crack away they'd be like come on with the crack again <laughs> put that in your pocket now, see i
0: don't know where i stand on that i i i've, I've that's insane to me. I got to sort that one out. It's, I'm still trying to sort it out. I mean, I am a, uh, I, I, don't, I sort of lean libertarian. I hate the government involved in and stuff. And, and But on the other hand, doing what I do, I see the impact of some of those drugs. I mean, we're, like they're, they're hard drugs. I mean, not, on the one hand, you have alcohol, which I've said this a million times. If you just eliminated alcohol and didn't replace it with something else, because it, certainly something would replace it, but uh, I'd be out of work. Yeah. Like overnight out of work. Crime I uh, 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 I'm not a, I haven't studied it but just in my observation a, a large percentage of what I do is premised upon some degree of alcohol consumption or use. It just is. You make bad
1: decisions under the influence of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the worst decision I think I've made on weed was that I spent like $50 at White Castle's once. by myself yeah. you you
0: ate too much and you felt (laughs) sick I mean that's
1: that was a horrible bad decision yeah I
0: fell asleep early yeah Yeah. you're right right.
7: weed's the I mean not weed it's alcohol is the worst decision I feel like I drink and I do something stupid and then I'll smoke and just think of how stupid the shit did that was that I did when I was drunk (laughs) like why did I do
0: that shit yeah it's uh it's nasty and then you know some people alcohol impacts them more like uh alcohol technically is a depressant but it has like a stimulant effect on certain people and that's why you see like the the crazy dude at the bar yeah yeah just drunk off his ass picking fights and i you know i don't know i mean there's been studies on their brain chemistry or or how they react to it and they react like it's a stimulant and they just keep getting hits of stimulant they never tire of drinking until they just fall over
7: i don't i can can never understand that i'm three four in and i'm like yeah i don't want any more of this like i wouldn't want to go to that next level but i can't i can't imagine being an alcoholic I can't. Oh, I couldn't imagine it.
0: I can't say that I was the guy who would pick fights at bars and get crazy, but I liked it. I see. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Shots, liquor, beer, what?
0: I liked beer the most. Um, I really like drinking beer, and uh, I just like doing it all day, all night. I could do it forever. Yeah, I could never do it it all day. It just seemed
7: like it'd be too much for me. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh, it's horrible. It's uh, you wake up feeling horrible. Uh, it's it's to your health. Have a couple
1: drinks, you feel better.
0: And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that it what it is? That's what it is. You get chemically dependent upon it where your body makes you feel sick. If you don't have it, your body actually comes to need it. So if you show up, it's sort of like heroin, I guess, in that regard. You have to detox. Like If you're a real hardcore alcoholic um, or a really, really heavy daily bottle drinker, then uh, you can't just stop. It could kill you. The DTs will kill you. Damn. And uh, it happens. you know. So people get really sick from not drinking. And then there's the social dependency and the psychological dependencies. I mean, it's a it's a nasty drug. And the funny thing about booze, as I found, it is the only drug, because it is a drug. I mean, we don't call it a drug. It's we poison. Call it, we call it a drink. Yeah. But it's a drug, and it's poisonous. It, it will kill you unless diluted to the point where it won't. But it's the only drug in our society that if you don't take it, people give you shit for it. So I get shit for not drinking all the time. And I'm looking at people like... Why do you care? Yeah. It's like, what do you care that I'm drinking or not? Or I get like, uh, oh, wait, you quit drinking? I'm like, yeah, man. And they look at me sort of funny. Like, are you? Oh, you're asking if I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I, well, look, man, I don't know, but you're the one drinking and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, what do you want me to say to this? It's like, you're wasted. I'm sober and going home at 10.
7: But and, I understand though it does sound like that. I like anytime anybody says that, like yeah, I'm I'm stop drinking. You would be like, wow, they must have really been. They were like, I'm not that bad. I'm good. I, not I, the, I'm not that. I don't, I don't need to. I don't need. To, he had to stop. Like right. that sounds bad. It does like, sound bad. You even go even
0: meet, if it, you go to meetings, I'm like, no man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> like, well, how'd you stop? I said, I quit. Yeah. yeah, And I'm like, well, well are you, mm. they can't even say it. I was like, no, man, I don't know if I'm an alcoholic, but you're drunk. Just, just take a peek in the <laughs> mirror. Just cold
7: man. turkey. Just like, this is my last drink.
0: One day I woke up and, uh, you know, there's a story behind it. You know, people talk about having sort of a cathartic religious experience. I had an experience like that where I just, uh, I just knew that I was done and I was never looking back. It just was like, that was it. And is it, uh, You know, can we are not going to get into a God discussion, but there's a feeling that you get where you just know that this is enough's enough. And anybody who's been through it can probably uh, uh, understand that. But I didn't want to go. Believe it or not, AA to me was a deterrent. I didn't want to go to some meeting and and talk. it's like none of that made any sense to me. So but I, I got to a place at one point where I just knew that I was done and I didn't want to do it anymore. There is no, there's not even an urge to go drink alcohol for me right now. None, none. But, uh, if you got, if everybody did that, that'd be out of work. That's the sad part of that. <laughs> I could do, I could do that. If I stopped
7: doing up. if I just, if I started writing for somebody, I could stop drinking easy
0: now do you drink before stand-up do you oh, take yes. a couple belts to bring it down
7: i have i have like jared already knows my pretty much my pre-show ritual like i get to the shows and i automatically just want a shot of jameson and a beer before the set and then if, if, I, if I only have time for that that's cool but if i have enough time i'm gonna get the second beer and by the time i finish that second beer and i go on stage it's the best show. Like I know, I get frustrated. I've been to shows where I show up too late so I'm trying to get this drink but I can't get it and I'm about to go on stage so now I'm just upset with servers like talking with like this rudeness but it's like I just need this before I go on stage because if not, it's gonna be bad. I'm gonna shake, and I don't shake bad, but like I'm too nervous, so I'm gonna shake for the first two minutes till I calm down. Unless I have that shot in that beer. If I have that shot in the beer, I'm skipping to the, to the stage. I'm excited to get the. Hey,
0: you want to get there? Well, let me let me let's, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. So you you've got yourself you've just said it. Like unless you have that beer, you're gonna shake, or unless you have that shot in the beer, you're gonna shake. Do you think it's because? <clears throat> of the effect that the, that alcohol gives you, or now you've just sort of conditioned yourself. That's what it's going to be.
7: Uh, I, I, I would think, I would think it's because the alcohol takes off the edge.
0: It does take off the edge, but it also caught like, you don't drink enough where it's going to cause the edge, but this is what I tell people all the time. I, I, I have people in front of me in the office and I'm like, all right, let me guess, man. You're about what? 35, uh, here. Let me just sort of lay this out in front of you. Friday night, you go out and get wasted. Saturday night, you uh you go out and uh and you drink too much or maybe you drink all day and then stay home with the kids and the wife while and watch Disney movies and you got the beer and you drink all night Sunday you say uh, boy I feel crappy a couple beers in the garage where you're cleaning stuff up Monday that's it I'm cleaning up I'm not doing it again going to the gym and you do it and then Tuesday go to the gym not drinking all week Wednesday Thursday you're texting your buddy on the way home and you're at the bar stool yeah and. The guy's looking at me like, well, how do you know? How'd you know that? And well, because there's a reason for it, man. What happens is the hangover that you've created for yourself, which is really withdrawal from alcohol, uh, well, that begins, like you're feeling that on Saturday morning and Sunday morning. But the pain of that goes away long before the chemical imbalance that the alcohol creates uh, stabilizes. So if you picture like uh, like bottles of chemical in your head, Alcohol fills up one side, and your brain creates chemistry to balance it off on the other side. And when the alcohol, when the when the actual physical symptoms go away, the alcohol, the chemistry is still there, but your brain chemistry isn't, or your brain chemistry is still there, but the alcohol isn't, and it it needs it to feel better.
7: Okay, I see. I can see that.
0: And it's like that's why people get those. That's like there's talks of that. People are like, how do you know that, man? It's like because it, it's it, it's your it's your body chemistry telling you. You need something to fix this. We're out of whack and alcohol fixes it. That's the thing. Um, it's like nicotine does that too. And not to impugn your, your line of work. <laughs> well, I love there, nicotine. People are like, I need a cigarette to take the edge off. I was like, well, the cigarettes causing the edge, dude, that's the problem. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. And it's like, so this is why I wouldn't encourage my sons to start using vape, whether it's safe or not. I mean, I think it is, but it's like, I, you know, it's nothing you want to start monkeying with. That's how I look at it.
1: But don't you feel it's just part of your routine? Yeah, but... Like, they- I mean, a big part of it is just that that this is what you do. You know what I mean? It's like every day, like people do the same thing before they go to work. Sure. Cup of coffee, this and that. So it's like this. Have the beer, have the shot, clear it out go do the job because i I mean i've hung out with you i've gone out with you quite a bit i've never seen you just you're, you're not just tearing yeah. back shots and, and pounding you know, beers that, and you know you,
7: that you know that i'm done after the show like, anyway yeah like after i have that i'm good after my set i don't go back no, and, you don't and sit drink. down and drink more and start partying like i'm done drinking for the day
0: see that's awesome and that's like what that drug is good for Take but that i'm
7: scared off. that i'm not just that i'm scared that if i start doing more stand-up to the point, I'm booked every weekend. And you ever go to someone's schedule and you see like they barely have days off. They're off like on the twenty third, the twenty fourth, and the sixteenth. Other than that, they have a show every day of the month. Like, do you know how much alcohol that is for me? I have to. I need to drink for all those shows. Like, I can't drink on Tuesday. Like, I'm good for Wednesday's show. Now I got to show back on Wednesday with that same drink. And what's even worse, this is no matter time to show no matter the time i've been to the country club in in worthington where they have like a one o'clock show for like some mortgage company and i'm there the only person there just going <laughs> is the bar open can i have it, can I have it? now i gotta go to the back i'm gonna see me drinking my beer at twelve thirty, <laughs> but i need this it's
0: rough well i mean that's the there's a lot of stories like like musicians and entertainers and uh They'll they'll drink and they say they have to have it or whatever it is. But I no, I don't it doesn't sound to me like you got a problem with it. But if you started doing it daily, I don't think I, I, I look at alcohol like every other drug. If I just said, look, man, um, I got addicted to coffee, you would say, well, yeah, caffeine. You know, you just, you probably ought to cut that out. No big deal. You got addicted to coffee. If I said uh, I got addicted to cigarettes or nicotine, you'd be like, yeah, eh, that's cool. But if you get addicted to alcohol, you got a disease. And they nobody can define really the disease, but they say no, you got some weird disease that uh, maybe maybe not you have it. There's no real firm diagnostic, but yeah, um, you you may just have this weird disease. I, I don't look at it that way. I think alcohol. If you were to list, say, the five or top five addictive substances, it would be, it would go like sugar, caffeine, opioids, nicotine, alcohol. And there's others out there, but it's like that's on the list. Alcohol is one of the most addictive substances on the planet. So, yeah, no shit, man. I got addicted to alcohol. Great. Does that mean I have a disease? Well, I, you guys decide. But the worry I would have in your situation is the more you use an addictive, substances or addictive substance, the more likely you are to get addicted to yeah. it. Now, there are people who are, I think, prone to get addicted to things. I am one of them. I
7: am one of those. My wife tells me all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I love it's good and good or bad. Like I'll yeah. do really great things for six months because I'm addicted to it, but then I forget about that and I go on to the next thing. that's really bad, like whatever it be. So that's like a, the
1: golfer daily. Was it John Daly? John Daly. Yeah, he used to. I mean, I've seen interviews with him. I mean, I think he's clean now. I'm pretty know. sure he, he's. Uh, moving up. He's had a
0: roller coaster. I you know. mean,
1: and uh, but I remember he would be like this. I and he won tournaments, championships, wasted, wasted. Yeah wasted he said that he'd never played a professional game drunk sober never Is played one drunk? sober he yeah, said if you yeah drunk. yeah he had it he had booze in his bags he was chugging out there. He had caddies
7: getting that to. There has to be YouTube clips of him. Just you can oh, see he's drunk playing. I want I, to look you him know up who now. he is? I mean, yeah, Daily. Oh, he, do, right? oh yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's got the Big mullet. Fat dude. guy yeah. with a mullet. Yeah, he sells. He sells clubs. They're like the John Daly clubs. Yeah, dude. He
0: was, he was the guy that hit the ball the farthest back in the day. I mean, he was. He, he'd smack the shit out of the ball. And, and,
1: yeah, yeah, he would say that he's. He, he's like oh, I blackout drunk. He's like I. He was like I found out that I won. He's like and I. I watched it on TV. He couldn't just
7: watching on TV like, oh shit, I he was. He's
1: like, look at that, look there, I am. He was like, yeah. I couldn't remember it, blacked out the whole. You know, I mean, the last night holds was be, blacked out. There
7: has out. to be some like footage of him just stumbling or just doing oh, some. Oh sure,
0: I there is. But he up. was,
7: but he was a pro. I,
0: I mean, think he was, a lot of those guys that like even before his era. This is what we need to. We need Jeff for this. But a lot of those guys, like the old timers, they drank. Yes. They would go suck down martinis but like back in the day the US Open the last it ended on Saturday. They would play 36 holes on Saturday and they would drink between at lunch. Yeah. Like that's crazy. That is. That is. Like I've, you can't imagine like these athletes now doing that stuff. It's Like oh it's halftime. I think I'm going to have a couple of martinis. Well they they said that too like Babe Ruth.
1: Yeah. He, used to, he used to drink. You know what I mean? During baseball games.
0: Or what's who's the guy uh, Doc um, um, uh what's his name? a pitcher? Doc Ellis. You never know, heard Doc know. Ellis. Mm-hmm. Doc Ellis was a pitcher for the the, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And oh, he is known for throwing a no hitter on acid. Yes, yeah? no, actually, there was a, there was. A, I, I can I, see that.
1: I, I watched I watched a documentary yeah, on it's Netflix. Documentary, on. documentary is what's yeah. called. Yeah, and it was it's it's awesome. Yeah. and he was talking about the Greenies. Once he found mm-hmm. the speed, mm-hmm. and then and then to the point where he was like in Florida, he was like, I, there was multiple times they and he loved acid. Maybe tripping on acid, and he have have no idea. They're like, "You're supposed to be at a game." They'll get him in. Yeah, he pitched that one game there, tripping on acid, and uh, it's a great documentary. It's it's really good. It's really good.
7: Like here's what's crazy. I can only imagine his view of that baseball game. You know what I mean? Not just pitching, but like people throwing him the ball. To be on acid and just have a catcher stand up and throw you a ball over and over it has to be weird. Or to see it get hit and go in the air and just look at it, look turn around and see the whole crowd. You like, totally forgot everybody was here. Like, he played a game he where does. he's like he'd been up for two days. That's crazy.
0: That was the game. So here's what he does. Like he, I guess a little bit about the guy. He was uh, he was this sort of huge, tall black dude and had a chip on his shoulder. Uh, about all sorts of shit whether it was racism what but it was like like later on he sort of admits that it was like yeah it was my own chip you know i just i was in, he just had his issues um but he's playing the Cincinnati Reds and there had been some friction between the Reds and the Pirates back in the day i was a big red machine fan back in the 70s but he says publicly i'm going to hit them all <clears throat> first five batters i'm going to i'm going to hit them beam them and he does it <laughs> he does it it's like the first guy comes up, hits him. The second guy After comes up, hits him. That's how this guy was. Okay. Bench clearing And brawl. you got to remember, he throws 100 mile an hour fastballs. Ew. And he is an incredible athlete. And then he starts partying. He's like, uh, you know, he's going out, he's going to the discos, he's doing all this shit. Um, and then he ends up in one of these games. He was out in San Diego, I think they were playing, or maybe it was LA. And it was either, they were either playing in San Diego, I think that's where it was. They had to find him. And he went to LA because he pitched. And in the rotation, in his head, he doesn't have to pitch for another three days or two days. So he goes up to L.A. to party. I'm not pitching tomorrow. What do I care? Loses a day because he's drunk, drugged up, and had, and wakes up and hungover and whatever, so drops acid. And forgets that he's actually pitching that day because he lost 24 hours of his life to a blackout. And he shows up at the park, and they're like, you're pitching. Throws a no-hitter. Barely remembers it. And, uh, you know, it's it's like... The, that feat alone is significant, but doing yeah. it on acid is is really incredible. He later talks about it. Yeah,
1: him, now so. he's got a bunch of recovery uh, things that he runs, and he and, died. And, he died yeah. of cancer.
0: Um, but yeah, at the but, end, but
1: at the end he started yeah. up recoveries and 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 went through it on there.
0: Really amazing guy at the end. I mean, he was helping people get sober, and he would he was running a whole recovery center, and he, you know, a couple of those. That well, that documentary actually hit me hard enough when I was still drinking alcohol. That it, it that was one of the influences that got me to say. That's it. a
1: good documentary. I yeah. haven't seen. I mean, yeah. it's been a couple of years since I've seen it, but it's a good one.
0: Yeah, really incredible story. You should check it out. Old Doc Ellis. I will. Anyway, I don't know what the hell we were doing. Um. Well, that was. a – You guys, here's what's coming up. We're going to do a show when uh, when the beard gets back. We'll do another one because you were on jury duty. We'll tease it a little bit. I want to hear all about it um but uh for now that is the supposedly short 56 minute or no not quite because we're going to cut some of that out while we're after running. blitz yeah after blitz uh, uh lawyer talk so this has been lawyer talk off the record a wednesday blitz edition that means we were taking phone and legal advice with randy and loper over at 99 7 the blitz here in columbus ohio but we're not limited just to columbus ohio you can just check out LawyerTalkPodcast dot com. submit your own questions Or if you have legal questions, like real ones, that you want me to help you with, I'm more than happy to do it. I actually do that for a living. You can check me out at OhioLegalDefense.com, 614-224-6142. What's going on here at Channel 511 and the studios in the bunker in the basement? Uh, All sorts of good stuff. Comedians on South High still cranking every uh, Thursday night. You guys come and record.
1: Yeah, and it's really cranking now. It's
0: going off the charts. We're going to hear more about uh, Jason Banks and what he's doing on TikTok uh, in the next Uh, hour or so of the show uh, tune into the next one Uh, but uh, if you have any questions you know now where to submit them a couple follow-up things I always hit why does it sound so good because Freddie B makes it happen we don't even have to do anything you know we just come in and I just hit play or record here and it sounds awesome we tried and tried and tried could not do it our expert sound engineer Freddie Blanchard made it happen it looks good why does the photography look so good on that comedians on South Eye website photo Dan Dan Buckley
1: Dan Buckley Photography. Dan
0: Buckley Photography. He just makes it look good. Freddie B makes it sound good. And the websites work also because of Dan Buckley. So, Jared, we really have no contribution whatsoever. Zero. Zero. We just...
1: Good looks. We look good. I don't know what you got going for you, but that's what I have. I I used
0: to. I lost um, lost all that. But uh, anyway, this has been Lawyer Talk off the record on the air, at least until now.